I became fascinated with looking at things where they fall in a, for lack of a better word, on a timeline. That's serious stuff that we just talked about. I'm trying to be comic relief, so I'm going to move away from it right now. We need markers to remember what God has done in our lives. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I'm glad I'm around somebody to make fun of. <laughs> because what you see when you begin to look at history is that we're all connected. It's good stuff. This is History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast. Featuring Angie Ferris. I'm your host, Frank Range Jr., along with producer Wes. Thanks for joining us. Okay, are we gone? Is this it? Are we doing it? Is it recording? Are we doing it? Hey, this is Frank. Welcome to History of the Eyes of Faith podcast, episode 35. I'm your host, Frank Range Jr., along with producer Wes. Wes. He doesn't like it. People call him West. Because it's not West. It's Wes. It's not West Lee. It's Wesley. Producer Wes and the star of our show, Angie Ferris. Welcome, Angie. Thank you, Frank. So good to be here today. I hope you do that voice the whole time. I don't. <clears throat> Which, you know, I was listening I to a podcast that you recommended. We've mentioned it. I have to say, it wasn't as engaging is I believe we are. Really? Yeah. I mean, what I, I try to be engaging because I like, I listen to a lot of comedy. Oh, I got loud. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and I listen to true crime and I listen to um, some educational ones, history ones. <clears throat> but when the person is talking or when the people are talking to each other in an engaging way and you're, wow, I wish y'all could have seen the readjustment she was doing in her chair. <laughs> And maintaining eye contact with me, but turning her body, that was pretty funny. I wish this was a video. Anyway, I think we're engaging. And I think people jump in and they listen. They go, okay, well, I'm going to hold out. Sounds like it's going to be good. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Episode 30, cool. <clears throat> Episode 35, this is going to be good. Um, glad you found it. Hopefully you're listening all the way through. You don't have to. It's really going to make more sense if you do. Because that's when you tell a story, you don't really start in the beginning. I mean, start in the middle. I mean, Quentin Tarantino does. He <laughs> Tarantino's it. Then you can start here and then go back. But we, we for the most part, refer back to we, previous episodes. We do, but I hope that each <clears throat> episode is interesting in and of itself, too. And all the little anecdotes beginning, end, and all that, you know, you, yeah. you'll miss those if you don't. Yeah, and a lot of times, so, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We don't name the episode before we record it. Right. We just find things that come up and name the episode. So whatever the name of this episode is, you, we have not talked about it. Right. Because we're not going to name it th- what we've said so far. Right. So at some point, we will figure out what we're going to name it based on what we talk about. So the previous episode, I don't know what the name of it is right now. Or the one before that. What was the one before that? 33 was Been Drinking? Is that the name of it? No. There's one that... 33 was in Meatloaf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From uh, uh, Stephen to Meatloaf. And I know why that's in there. Yeah. But the name of this one, I don't know yet. So you have to listen... That's the reason you should listen more than anything else. More than learning about the history of the Christian faith, <laughs> you should listen just to figure out how we named it. Right. It'd be like a little game. Yeah, and it's learning about history, not just the history of the Christian faith. They're, All of history. They're two different things. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. It's history. Um, <coughs> excuse Bless me. You. Um. What do we want to start with? How do we want to start? We're 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 into December. Yeah, so and it's the holidays. Oh, yeah, so it's the holiday season. We went and bought a Christmas tree this weekend. We always do a uh, cut tree. So we have some people call it a live tree, but it's not like a live tree with the root ball that we're going to plant. We do a cut tree in the water, right? So this year, I like that. We, I like that you clarified because that's what I would do. Yeah. It's not really a live tree. Well, I wanted to be anyway. 
we go to the tree lot. We found a great place last year. Um, and so we went back to this place and the trees are really nice. Trust these folks. But this year trees are a lot more expensive and they're smaller. It's harder to get the size that you want. And so it was a long decision process to go, okay, we're going to go with a kind of tree that we aren't sure will last, but we can get a little bit more tree for their money or go with the one we usually get, which we know will last through the holidays. Anyway, we finally picked out a tree. And then Tim usually drills a hole in the trunk and we have a stand so that you're actually sinking the trunk down in the water and the water's getting absorbed up through it and it has a spike in the stand that holds the tree up and all that and he sprays the tree and does all this stuff to help make it last and all that happens so we bring it home he does all that to the tree the tree has a little bit of a lean to happening but which is not unusual that does happen sometimes mm -hmm. and we know how to level that out with books or whatever but y'all we get this tree in and the trunk is so soft that it's just not falling over but leaning there's just like no way it'll stand up straight it's just leaning and so then we have to stop you have to get some string involved well i was suggesting that so but what we did was we pivoted to the to the normal tree stand where you screw the screws into the trunk and it holds it up but this so soft soft that's not working either like you screw it in. And so then my engineers are all working really hard. And we ended up using pieces of, I think, vinyl flooring. Is this the, the engineers that you bring in every holiday season? Yes, I, we hire them special. You have for some the, engineers that come in for the decorations. Yeah, yeah. Like I just stand in the kitchen or the living room and go, hey, I need an engineer. And they just appear. Mm. And it works. I was making a joke. She's married to an engineer and, and her daughter is an engineer. Yeah. So everybody's there. <clears throat> They're and so, train engineers. They, yes. they are locomotive engineers. Multi-degreed engineers. So they, um, anyway, we end up using, I think, people, pieces of vinyl flooring. Anyway, it gets all into the physics Some and the whole Some MacGyvering going on. Yeah. And, and the tree is now standing. But I came downstairs this morning and said, hey, is it leaning any more than it was last night? I mean, we got it all loaded up with the ornaments. And it's still got a little bit of a lean It's already to it. decorated? Yeah. Wow. What? I mean, that's just quick to me. Oh, it's already well, decorated. We try to do it all. Anyway, we started while all the family was together yesterday morning. And then part of the family had to leave and we kept working. But it was just, it was a hoot. That's kind of cool, though, that you start decorating with everybody together. Yeah. And then at Christmas, everybody be together again. Yes. We have, we get like annual ornaments. So we always make sure we get the ornaments. So we didn't quite get to all the ornaments before um, we're anybody before some of us had to will the family direction. be involved in t putting it all away depends on when we do it and mm. if any of them are still there it's a lot all is a lot at our house it's yeah a lot. i know it is i know it is it's a lot so um i'm gonna be doing some decorating this week here well not here at the studio but in my home yes <laughs> and, um, and i'm looking forward to it I don't know. The other day, it was like, you know, I'm going to put all this stuff up for three weeks. Yes. But it's a long holiday season. This year, I mean, it's not even December 1st yet. <clears throat> so it's really longer than three weeks. So I'm glad you're motivated. I need to get motivated because it's going to take me a full week to get it all up. And we don't like to start it before Thanksgiving, but I'm kind of re-questioning that every year. But there's a great meme. is <laughs> this picture of this turkey and Santa's standing there and the turkey says, Hey, wait a minute, fat boy. Get your butt back in the sleigh. It's November, and this is my holiday. The turkey is saying that to the Santa Claus. He needs to. He, the turkey needs to relax because <laughs> like, I don't know how much leverage you have if you die for Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway, he's celebrating while I can. <clears throat> Whatever. So well, we don't you know, start decorating until Thanksgiving. I didn't know over. how I was gonna weave in this next little thing, but. It just so happened to come up what you just said. And I wanted to share, in our previous episode, you you gifted a Christmas trivia book. Okay? Yes. And one of the trivia questions is, um, well, I committed, I committed to making up some trivia. Yeah. <clears throat> now, let me think. What did I make up? <laughs> oh, I know. Okay, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to read three trivia facts, and then you have to tell me which one is not true. Okay. Not not really a, a trivia, a, a true fact. However, I have to find... 
I have to find it. Um, I thought I had memorized these page numbers. Hold on. Remember? Do you remember me saying what the numbers were? No, I I remember me saying, "Why don't you make you some bookmarks?" That's what I remember me saying. <laughs> All right, I found it. I found it. I'm going to read three, three true trivia facts. Okay. One of them's not true, but I'm going to read three. Okay. And you can tell me which one is not true. Okay. Since 1924, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has signaled the beginning of the Christmas season. Coca-Cola's December advertisements gave us the modern image of Santa Claus. Okay. That's the second one. And the third one, X in Xmas, stands for a mark denying religious aspects of the holiday. That's one. The middle one that I said was Coca-Cola's December's advertisements gave us the modern image of Santa. And then I also said since 1924, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has signaled the beginning of the Christmas season. Which one of those is not true? The last one. You are correct. <laughs> now, in this book, they give you multiple choice. And so I've reworded them so yeah. that I could do my little makeup. Yeah. The other options of Macy's, other than Macy's, was St. Nicholas Day's Fest, Fest Day, the Fall Equinox, Christmas decorations. None of those are accurate. It right. was the Thanksgiving we Day Parade. We watched the parade every <clears throat> Thanksgiving Day. And then the Coca-Cola December advertisements, the other options were General Electric, Hallmark, or Sears and mm -hmm. Roebuck. Okay. But X is not a mark denying the religious aspects of the holiday. Do you know what it is? Yes, yeah, the symbol for Christ in Greek. It's the Greek letter Chris. Mm -hmm. So it just shortens it. Christmas. So all you haters out there <laughs> saying, I wish they would take the X out of Xmas. That is so disrespectful, Karen. It is <laughs> really shorthand for Christ. So there you go. I didn't know that. I actually yeah. have a couple of more trivia that yeah. I'll do the multiple choice. I don't okay. do. I won't do them now. I'll okay. wait. But I have a couple of more that I thought were really interesting uh, multiple choice trivia questions. But you were talking about we were talking about getting the tree out and the beginning of the holidays and the turkey saying, "Oh wait, that's my holiday." It made me think of the Thanksgiving Day Parade being the yes. beginning of the Christmas. season it since is. 1924. And who's the last person in the Thanksgiving Day Parade? Nick Saban. <laughs> Did you watch it this year? No, but I heard. That oh. the band in front of the last oh, my, was the Alabama band. My family was, my sarcastic family was going on about, why is it Alabama? Can't be I'm like, they got red and white uniforms. Got red and white uniforms good. and St. Nick Saban. Yeah, they had a whole snowflake dance thing going. Of course, their snowflakes did have a little A right in the middle. The They're called the Million Dollar Band, aren't they? Yes, they did a great job. They're good. And you know what? I said it in episode 34, Roll Tide again. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be turn national championships. Off if we keep talking about Let me about tell you this. Alabama. If anybody follows me on social media, yeah. you will see a post soon rooting for the Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. And then there's going to be some small text that I was able to get a good discount on some services <laughs> if I said that on social media. And I'm agreeing to do that. Wow. Because I can be bought. You can be. I can oh be bought. Oh my gosh. If we go away from anything, DM me for a price. All right. Oh. No, I'm a I'm a diehard Alabama fan and the reason this guy thought he was going to not give me the discount because he didn't think I would do that. Mm. Money talks. Money talks. All right. My I'm not going to poison any trees though. <clears throat> That's where I draw the line. Yeah, inside joke, right? Well, if you're an Alabama fan, you know what it means. Yes. All right. So, episode 35, mm. which in Hebrew, I think, is <laughs> tres cinco. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, where did we leave off last time? We, You brought up the verses in Acts where Paul uh, was doing his missionary trips. And you said that you were going to get into um, the... Uh, we're going to hear from Paul, his theology, for the first time since his conversion. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Good lead in. Yeah. So in Acts chapter 13, he is at a synagogue, and I'm not remembering exactly where this is. It might come out in the story, but he's speaking. And so here we're hearing from his mouth another one of these things similar to the ones we've heard before, the road to Emmaus, the story, the stoning of Stephen. This is Paul speaking to the synagogue. Now, the synagogue would be Jews and followers of God, right? So they're having their reading at the synagogue. And it says, after the reading of the law and the prophets, which is a part of what you do when you go to synagogue, the synagogue officials sent word to them, meaning Paul's contingent, saying, brothers, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say it. So Paul stood up and motioning with his hand said, men of Israel and you who fear God, listen, the God of this people, Israel chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he led them out from it for a period of about 40 years. He put up with them in the wilderness. When he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, and those are the nations that were destroyed as the people entered the land with Joshua. He distributed their land as an inheritance, all of which took about 450 years. After these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, concerning whom he also testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do all my will. For the descendants of this man, according to promise, God has brought to Israel Savior, Jesus, from the descendants of this man. God has brought to Israel Savior, Jesus. After John had proclaimed before his coming, meaning John the Baptist, a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And while John was completing his course, he kept saying, What do you suppose that I am? am? I am not he, but behold, one is coming after me, the sandal of whose feet I am not worthy to untie. That's quoting John the Baptist. Brothers, sons of Abraham's family, and those among you who fear God. So he's speaking there to the Jews, sons of Abraham's family, and the visitors, the proselytes, those among you who fear God. To us, the message of salvation has been sent. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him nor the declarations of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. Both of those hymns referring to Jesus. And though they found no grounds for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he be executed. When they had carried out everything that was written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days, he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, the very ones who, ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers, that God has fulfilled this promise to those of us who are the descendants by raising Jesus, as it is also written in the second psalm, you are my son today, you are my son, today I have fathered you. And going to verse 38, therefore let it be known to you brothers that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Therefore see that the thing spoken of in the prophets does not come upon you. Look, you scoffers, and this is quoting what the prophets spoke of. Look, you scoffers, and be astonished and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work with which you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. Paul and Barnabas, as Paul and Barnabas were going out of the Sabbath, out of the um, synagogue, the people repeatedly begged to have these things spoken to them the next Sabbath. Now, when the meeting of the synagogue had broken up, many of the Jews and the God-fearing proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking to them and urging them to continue in the grace of God. So the people who were hearing were very receptive to what Paul was saying, and we're following them. So then going on in the same chapter, the next Sabbath, nearly all the city assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy and began contradicting the things spoken by Paul and were blaspheming. Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first meaning the Jews. Since you repudiated and consider yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles, for so the Lord has commanded us. Quote, I have appointed you as a light to the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the end of the earth. And that's a quote from the Torah, the Old Testament also. 
When the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord, and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was being spread through the whole region. But the Jews incited the devout women of prominence and the leading men of the city and instigated a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their region. But they shook off the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So. So Paul and Barnabas say, this is eternal life, forgiveness of sins. Right? Yeah. If you're a believer. Yeah. But they're run out of town by the Jews. Yeah. The Jews, and, and it was interesting <clears throat> when he says, but this whole city shows up and they're jealous. So they start blaspheming against them. And then Paul says, it's appointed for us to come to you first, but since you repudiate it, we're turning to the Gentiles. And you'll see that as you follow his travels, a lot of times he will go into the synagogues first and then go into the streets or the public places to speak. Um, yeah. It also made me think of something that we don't have to talk about here. It's not about the story. It is about something we talked about in the previous episode about Eastern and Western thought. And it's something that I heard about on that other podcast from the scholar, uh, uh, the theological scholar, about the difference in definition of eternal life. Mm-hmm from the East and then from the West. Mm -hmm. And that would be something that as a listener, if you're interested in that, go search it out, go find those differences. But I don't know how, I've never done it. I've never, I've just heard it in that podcast, but I'm referring to the Bama podcast. But what he explained in that podcast, I can't, I can't repeat because I can't remember it well enough, but there is a difference in how I've thought of eternal life. So how have you thought of eternal life? Is that I live forever. Is that I, there is no death. There might be a human death, Uh but there is an afterlife that I will exist forever. And I don't like thinking about it, quite honestly. And then what does he say it is? That's where I can't remember. It's like, I think he said something like eternal life is here now. Yeah, so... Here's my take on it. And again, that's well, not actually, part of the story. That's pause, what I'm saying. Let's put a pause on that because we will come back to it in just a little while. Okay? Okay. So I just want to make a comment. The reason I don't like thinking about it is because I can't understand it. Okay. So And I don't like getting into areas I don't understand because then it freaks me out and I stay up at night and have weird dreams. <laughs> okay. So I don't like thinking So we'll about try it. not to give you any weird dreams. Okay? Mm-hmm. But um, let's let's go on and then we'll come back. I think that our discussion will naturally lend itself to that. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit now about what is this good news? What is this gospel? Well, I think we mentioned a couple episodes ago that there would be a point at which we defined that our purpose of doing this dive into this, into the new Testament, into going into this kind of play by play through acts is to understand what, was the birth of Christianity and what that looked like and what these people were like and what kind of things were happening. And then to also define what is faith. Okay. We're not basing our opinion or knowledge or approach to faith on how faith has evolved over the years or how, how faith is, what faith has looked like throughout history. But how does the, how do the followers of Jesus at the time of his resurrection and the short years after that, how does it, what do they mean when they say faith? What is the Bible talking about when it says faith? As we've talked about, the New Testament is finished, written before 100 AD. Okay, so what does that mean? So so I want to talk about what this good news is to help us get that definition of what we mean when we say faith. Okay, and we've told enough of the story now, starting back in creation, coming all the way to now, that I think that we can say this, and for the listener who's listened to that, they can couch it in that framework, right? Mm -hmm. Different than me just going out on the street and finding somebody and saying, here, let me tell you about this. But you've got that whole framework. We've been through the story of the road to Emmaus, where Jesus opened up 
the law and the prophets and explained it all to these two the guys. Road on the road to Emmaus was post resurrection. Right. The day of, actually, we found out yeah, yeah. that later that day. We've been through the story of Stephen recounting to the Jews this is this is the story. This is what has happened. This is what you've done. And then we just read in the last episode, right? Or was did we just do it? Paul. Paul. We just yeah, did we just did it. Uh, Paul doing that. So so now let's kind of look at the overall scriptures and say, so what is this good news? So the first thing we can say is that God desires for us to have abundant life, abundant life, which to me is like full living, full life. Okay. And in John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. So if we think back to the creation story, we think about our discussion in the Garden of Eden. We were created for fellowship with God. God created us to fellowship with him. And we talked about it back then, that it was God's people in God's place under God's rule and blessing. We gave that phrase the definition of the kingdom of God. And we talked about a book where it talks about this. but And Jesus talked a lot about the kingdom of God. So we're defining the kingdom of God as God's people in God's place under God's rule and blessing. And that's what's happening back there in the Garden of Eden. And that's mm -hmm. God's desire for us is to have abundant living in fellowship with him. Yet we know, as we look back on that story, that we choose or have chosen to go our own way. Adam and Eve did, and the scriptures tell us we do the same. In Isaiah 53, 6, it says, All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. That's the first half of that verse. And I think that that, for me, is a description of the word sin. Choosing mm -hmm. our way over mm -hmm. God's way. Okay? Mm -hmm. Whether that's thought, word, deed. Okay? It's not a particular action. It's not a particular thought. It's just saying I'm going to do this my way, mm -hmm. in my head, in my heart, whatever. So I think when we when we realize that that is the definition of sin, then it's easy, easier to understand in Romans, which Paul wrote Romans. In Romans 3, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All, everybody. So this is the condition <coughs> we find ourselves in. God wants us to have abundant life. But yet we have all sinned, chosen our way over his way. And the scriptures tell us that the consequence of not, of choosing our own way is eternal separation from God or death. Mm -hmm. A physical death, but a spiritual death. And if you think about getting put out of the garden, right, there's this separation there. In Romans, Paul also writes in chapter six, for the wages of sin is death. And wages is a word for payment right? What's due to someone who sins is death, separation from God. In Hebrews, in chapter 9, it says, but after death comes judgment. So someone, so we choose to go our own way. The consequence of that is separation from God. We have all sinned. We have all chosen to go our own way. And the payment for that is death. And then after death comes judgment. Yes. And he's, well, I'm raising my finger here. because you've mentioned Romans, you've mentioned Hebrews, uh -huh. which we haven't gotten to yet, other no. than the fact that Paul wrote them. And no, we've, Paul, we, we don't know who wrote Hebrews. Okay, sorry. We don't know who Paul, we don't know who wrote Hebrews. But the point is, in the story, Paul is saying, Jesus said, here's, here's, you know, from the beginning, from creation to Abraham to Moses to uh, David, all the way through. But you mentioned a couple of letters that Paul, a couple of books in the New Testament that we hadn't gotten to yet that have some definitions there, all have sinned. And then after sin is judgment and eternal judgment. So uh, I just don't want, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves listening because I thought what, what went through my mind is, you know, uh, the kingdom of God is with God, God's blessing, um, and God wants... Uh, ab abundant life for us. And the first thing that went through my mind is, but I get in the way of the abundant life. I get in the way. My thoughts, my actions, my sin, and sometimes it's not just sin, it's just your own thoughts of not being able to uh, complete a task or not being able to 
discipline yourself to go exercise. Not that, and that's not really a sin. It's just ways that you get in the way of doing some things. And you were referring that back to our sin, you know, Adam and Eve sinned, you know. So um, the fall that we talked about way early on. But I thought what you were going to walk down the path is, you know, Jesus came for our sins, but but before he came, they were having to do do a lot of works, do a lot of things to get right back with God, right? Correct? There were a lot of lists. There were a lot of sacrifices to do. There was a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, and I, th- I don't think, though, that that was to, quote, get right with God. It was to be able to be in any kind of relationship yeah not even they wouldn't use how do they have the abundant life how do they have the abundant they didn't that's the point that they they couldn't they couldn't because the atonement like we talked about this when we were talking about the the priest having to go into the temple and make sacrifices that would atone for the people that would allow god to remain with them okay Mm -hmm. particularly like out in the wilderness and allow god to remain somewhere in their vicinity i guess or to guide and direct them to be part like like this is the best we can do under the circumstances is for you to make these atonements so there wasn't a possibility to have abundant life then not in the sense that jesus is talking about no okay the best we could do is try to live god's ways and that's what is in the law and the prophets and to be obedient to him to the best of our ability in our current situation. So putting a human, a that's, spirit, that's a Angie's person. That's answer. Okay, but putting a person, a spirit, a human in 500 B.C. Uh-huh. Before the end of the writing of the Old right, Testament. Right, Would a person, a, 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 a person of the Jewish faith, a, of Judaism, if they would say... I'm doing all I can do. I still wish I had abundant life. There is no way for me, Lord, to have abundant life. I'm doing all I can do. Would that be a fair statement that someone would say? No, the- I just don't think they thought that way. Like, go back and read the Psalms, and you can kind of hear the hearts of people, and you can hear the hearts of David. They're praising God. They're worshiping God. They're experiencing God to the best of their ability. And um, being honest with God, that's what he's doing. And um, the best that they could do is just try to obey him. Okay. Try I, don't to mean to get, I don't mean to get into some things that were taking you off of where you were going. I was just trying to follow the path of what Jesus, is, what Jesus did, what we're learning, what he explained, what Paul explained, what Stephen explained. Okay. Well, let me move on a little bit and see if it helps. Okay. So we got to the point of, okay, after death comes judgment. So then what is the good news? So that's our condition. That's, our, that's the condition of humans is separated from God because of our own thoughts, words, and deeds, choosing our way over his way. And all of us have done that. And the consequence from that is death and face and judgment. So what's the good news? That was the case for everybody. Okay, so the good news in Romans 5, 28, Paul says, God says through Paul, that's a better way to put it. But God shows his own love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his own love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And 1 Peter 3, 18, so this is Peter talking, says, but Christ died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So Christ has provided in his death what was due for our sins. But Christ died for sins once for all, one person for all people, in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that's what Paul's talking about when he's talking to these people about the forgiveness of sins. Like this Messiah is the Savior. And he's, he's a Savior more than just for the people of Israel 
just for the the children of Israel. He is a, a, a savior for the world to be brought back into right relationship with God because of what he's done, not because of anything that we've done. So he pet provided the payment for us in his death. Yet, how do we partake in that? It's happened. Well, it's just like when you're given a gift, you have to receive the gift. It's not your gift until you receive it, right? It's not your gift until you open it. So in John, God says through John in the first chapter, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. So you have to receive him. Well, what does that mean? Um, Romans 10 verses 9 and 10 and then 12 through 13 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulted in, resulting in salvation. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. So there's the belief. Um, and then again, Jesus himself says in John chapter 5, verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. So if you think about the wages of sin is death and after death comes judgment, what Jesus is saying there is the one who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment but it's passed out of death into life. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And But Christ died once for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Okay, is that... And, oh, yeah. and it's, So Christ becomes the pathway. He becomes the way that we can come back into fellowship with God through belief. Belief. And receiving. And we, we hear that receiving is confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart in who Christ is. And that is a, a spiritual thing. Oh, yeah. Right? It's a spiritual thing that we all, we all struggle with spiritual things. It's yes. a spiritual thing. So a reminder here. Remember way back in Genesis and we we're talking about um, Abraham and we said, and Abraham believed and it was reckoned to him or credited to him as, as righteousness. righteousness. Yeah. So Paul, whoever wrote, uh, well, Paul does it in other places and then it also happens in Hebrews. A lot is talked about righteousness by faith. And Jesus is saying that here. Mm -hmm. It's, and so here's that word faith. I just used that word faith. So faith is that belief, belief that Jesus is the son of God and that he paid the penalty for my sins and provided a way for me to enter into fellowship with God. And I believe in that and trust him with that. Confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. Um, so any comments, questions, thoughts about that? Oh, I don't know if I have any questions and I don't know if I have any comments that, I mean, yeah, my only, it's just, it's just the crux of this whole podcast of the whole thing that we're doing. I mean, why? The ex well, cause the experience of having this faith, having a faith, being a believer in Christ, believing that he was a son of God and died for our sins and rose from the dead is the whole reason that we have any interest in doing this podcast or, or talking about it or, or you're looking at me like you, like no, I'm, I'm talking thinking about crazy. what you're saying. I'm just thinking I mean, about the, that. What we're talking about right now in this episode is really the whole point. It's certainly the point of faith portion of the podcast history through the eyes of faith. 
And it, and for me, well, it's more than that. It you colors all that. of history, right? Yeah, right. And here's something unique. I mean, and, and maybe unique to Christianity when you look at the religions of the world. We mentioned this, I think, at the very beginning, but now we've talked about it enough of the story that you can see what I mean. God himself enters history. This is the only religion that does that. God creates and then interacts with his creation. And that's the story. So that's why, when, that's the eyes that we bring to the story. As, as we, through faith, believe that God is interacting with his creation and that he has a purpose and that we're going somewhere. Okay? And so that is different. And this, I want to share one other verse because I think it adds to the discussion that we're having. It helps us. The reason that I chose this point in the story to talk about what the good news is, is because we needed to have this discussion before we move on to the next things. Paul writes in the book of Ephesians, and let me interrupt myself here to say this. We're, I'm pulling out a verse here, a verse there. Go read the Bible and see if these verses are consistent with the rest of the verses. It would be my argument that they are. So what I'm trying to do is find a little verse that kind of squishes together a lot of thought that comes from a lot of different places. Okay. Yeah, you're not trying to pick and choose. No. And 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 so I'm, I feel challenged on that. Go check it out and see. So in the book of Ephesians, Paul says, truly, God says through Paul, truly, truly, I say to you, the one... Oh, I've got the wrong quote there. So I'm going to have to go from memory. Um, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. That was from memory, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and that of not of yourselves. It is the gift of God that no one should boast. So what is that verse saying? What, what are you hearing that? That you didn't do anything. Nothing. Does that strike you as radical? Yeah, especially based on all the things they were doing. What do you mean? Well, you think about the Jewish faith, and you think about the law, and you think about the Sabbath, and you think about the sacrifices, and you think about... And we make an assumption that those things are somehow going to save us. I make the assumption that they thought they was going to save them. And maybe I do the same thing with other things. Yeah, I would. I'm not picking on you, but I would say that that's human nature. Yeah, well, I would that, say that we human think, nature is like sinful when you nature. were talking about when you were talking about I get in the way of abundant living. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. It's true that there are things that we do that make our life more complicated or more painful or more distant, but. The nature of who we are gets in the way of abundant living, right? Well, okay. And so the only, from the eyes of faith, the only cure for that is a relationship with Jesus. And that is, yes. And, and, and so then we have the promise of eternal living. Okay, now we're back to where we put the pin in it about eternal life. I want to make a comment, though, real quick. Okay. About getting in the way. As we, as you started explaining, <clears throat> this is just on a personal. This is not Frank the host. This is on a personal note. I have experienced times in my life where I felt like I was having abundant life, and I can't think. I can't give you like a great example of what that is, but I know it in my in my mind and my in how I feel. I know when I'm in this space that I feel like I am having abundant life. It doesn't have to do with possessions. It doesn't have to do with money. It doesn't have to do with that. It just feels like I'm in a place of no worry, a place of everything's going to be okay, a place of joy. And I think what keeps me from that, from those moments, is the worry, is how is this going to play out? You know, am I really going to be okay? Well, there's no way this is going to work out well. You know, all those messages in my mind. But when I, when I focus on mm. what is... You said the word. What, focus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If I focus on what is good, 
Which is Christ. That's it. That is the only thing that is good. I'm sorry, that was too deep theology. That was too deep because cheesecake is good. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. So you, when you focus on what is good, which is then I don't have those voices. Yes. Yeah, and so this is theology. I'll just throw it in here because it might be important for somebody to hear. It's not. Please don't think if you're not interested in what we're talking about right now that you will not be interested in the rest of the podcast because you will. We're going to talk about a lot of fun, crazy, interesting things throughout history. But I lost my train of thought in the point of saying that. Focusing on what is good. It is once we have asked, once we say we believe and we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. And receive, we receive the Holy Spirit. That's what the scriptures teach us. And we've been reading about that as that happens to people, right? Um, then God begins, the, what the scriptures teach us is God begins a transformation in us. And that transformation takes place through his power. But things that we can do to focus and to, to bring ourselves to him are connecting with other believers, are spending time in his word, reading his word, becoming familiar with his word, studying his word, spending time in prayer. So a lot of times those things that are, we refer to in the Christian faith as Christian disciplines, we want to take them on or we see them as things we have to do to be a Christian, things we have to do to be a part of God when actually they are pathways to knowing him better and more easily staying focused on him and therefore experiencing life more abundantly. Did that yeah, make sense? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, I, and so the reason I bring that up here is because we, we're trying to show the contrast between the idea of this is happening to me because I did this and this, or if I am this person, I have to do this, this, and this. And what the scriptures are teaching us, which is believe and receive, believe and receive, yeah, believe and receive. So this is a great Sunday school for me today. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it, it could be for anybody listening to this. Yeah. And, and, and it is more theology than you will normally get, but we got to put on those glasses of faith. So the big thing, there's a phrase that says faith is not by works. Okay. And that's a, a big thing that we're taking away from there. That's what that Ephesians 2, 8, 9. So, and again, I'll go back to pop culture for a second, because this came up in several episodes ago, maybe six, five or six episodes ago, when Norm MacDonald passed away. Mm-hmm. And there was a comment that someone asked him, and, and he was a person of faith. and He was for a period, that's for a period for sure. of time. We're not sure what, you know, what his journey was, but for a period of time. And, you know, uh, one of the other comics that I listened to, she said... So you believe in blah, 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 and, you know, and kind of kind of downplayed Christ and Christianity. You believe in, and he said, well, that's what faith is. Mm-hmm. It's not that I believe it. It's mm-hmm. just what faith is. Now, I don't know Norm's journey. I hope it was a good one. Um, but um, it is what faith is. So it made me think of that just then. Yeah. So I want you to, not you personally, but the listeners to chew on faith and works. Am I trusting in what I'm doing or am I trusting in what Christ has done? That's really the question. And as we move forward in history through the eyes of faith, I want it to be understood when we talk about faith, we talk about trusting in what Christ has done. And that really greatly affects the way you look at things. Yeah. And, And so that's why we wanted to define it, because that might not be a way of looking at faith that you've heard of before. Or you've spent much time thinking about. But it's where we land in this, okay? The other thing, I want to come back to the eternal life thing. Because I don't remember. I listened to that same episode that you're talking about. And I don't remember exactly what he said. But I remember thinking that it rang true with what I have thought and Mm -hmm. taught in the past. Which is eternal life. We often want to think that that is what happens to us after we die. Right. Okay. But eternal life is eternal living. And it begins the moment 
we believe and receive and grows from then on. Now, eternal living beyond this life is going to be much richer and fuller because we won't be in this world of brokenness. And that's the kind of stuff I can't, I can't comprehend. Right. And we're not trying to say you have to be able to comprehend that. The point I want to make is eternal living begins when we believe and receive. So those moments of abundant living are as a result of what Christ has done and, and his work in our lives. So life, anyway, not to go, just wanted to kind of, not just wanted to kind of, I wanted to clarify that. I wanted to talk about who we are in faith and, and that it's about our trust in what Christ has done. Which is, and the reason we're doing that now is because that's what Paul is saying. Yes. In Acts. Yes, and the rubber's fixing to hit the road with these stories. The next story we're going to is very much about that. Well, I think we've said a lot. We have. And I hope we've uh, done a decent job of putting on the glasses of faith and showing what that is. It's I think so. And I think, I think for me... Whenever we get to the next episode, I'll probably have a lot of thoughts to share. I think I'm going to let this. Yes. I'm going to sit and yeah. think through it. And, and so I let, think, let me just throw this in right here because you said that whenever we get to the next episode, this episode will be released in early December. And I want to let our listeners know if you're listening to it in real time, like you're caught up and you're listening to it the first week it's out, we're going to take a holiday break. And we'll not be releasing episode 36 until after the 1st of 2022. So we'll be recording it in pretty soon. So 35, this one. Yes. Will be. The last episode for 2021. Wow. So this is the Christmas episode. This is the Christmas episode. and, And also the New Year's episode in the sense I also wanted to throw out there that if you're interested in reading the Bible and you're looking for, okay, how do I approach that? A good Bible reading plan. On our website, onethingonly.org, we have a link under the teaching tab for Bible reading plans. And there's lots of options there. If you want to check that out, not just one of the, because sometimes this is a time of year when people think, okay, I'm going to start. I'm a new year's kind of person. I'm like, let me, I'm already working on my goals and my plans for the first of the year. It just inspires me to get going with a clean slate. So, um, if the, however, those reading plans are not dated, so you can go there and pick them up and start whenever you want to. But if you're thinking about it now, I wanted to let you know that's out there. You said a couple things there. So I was just kind of taking in the fact that this is our last published episode for December. And, you know, this is where you'd have to say Merry Christmas. We have to say Happy New Year. Yeah. Right now. Um, so I kind of wasn't ready for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, also, listeners, we had talked about our release schedules. Just these guys, don't worry about the details. I can't but, worry about But also... Um, you know, it's kind of, I want to note, I want to comment that episode, mm, this was 35, maybe it was episode 32, 31, 30. So episodes 30 to 35 are great ones to listen for Christmas. Yeah, actually, it's a little bit earlier than that. Mm, is it 25? Mm-hmm. 25, 26, 27, I think. I'll look it up while you're talking. Keep so talking. anyway, no... That's just it. It's just, you know, kind of the the Christmas is we celebrate the birth of Christ. Christ is the reason we have this podcast. Episode 35, what we just recorded, explains why Christ is uh, has forgiven our sins. So it's interesting that we're taking this Christmas break yeah. and... and uh, so, but but I will say this. So I just want to say a Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, and let me throw in there: episodes twenty six, twenty seven, and twenty eight are the Christmas story. Okay. It might start a little bit in twenty five, but it's twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, and then thirty three, thirty four, thirty five is Easter, or thirty one, thirty two. I don't know. Uh, thirty starts Holy Week. Okay. Thirty thirty one. So we're into the meat of Jesus's life from Christmas. To oh, Easter. that's the thing I was going to say. When, when we were talking a while back and you were saying, we're, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with Romans and Hebrews and everything, I want to remind us that the book of Acts is the, the 
the last historical book in the New Testament. That everything after Acts happened during the period up to Acts, with the exception maybe of the book of Revelation. It was written later. But So we're not going to spend a lot of time in those books because those books are... are they're not about the story. They're, they're, they're not about, about the timeline. Yes. So there's a lot of <clears throat> things to be spent. We had to go into them here today to, to get that definition of faith. But um, we don't have a lot left actually inside of the biblical time period. So as we wrap this up, yes, I have two things I want to share. Okay. Well, probably more than two, but two topics. Um. <coughs> Hold on. Bless you. Um, one, Christmas. I'll share a couple Christmas things, and then we'll do... An, I want to share a New Year's thing. Not really a New Year's thing, but something I find very interesting. I don't think... We've been recording now. I don't know. I haven't talked about this before. Um, a couple more Christmas trivias that I want to share here. Are we ready? These are going to be read right from this book, and they're going to be multiple choice. And you can say, I know the answer, or you can say, I don't know the answer. Those are my options, huh? Yeah. I know the answer, or I don't know the answer. Well, that's okay. your first response. Okay. And then I'll ask you, if you know the answer, I'm going to ask you what it is. Okay. In I really wish I'd brought this book earlier, by the way. This is fun. Well, it only applies to today, though. I know. we got to find us another trivia book. And what movie... Was White Christmas first heard? A, Christmas in Connecticut. B, Going My Way. C, Christmas Holiday. D, Holiday Inn. I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Final answer, you need to phone a friend? Nope. What is it? Holiday Inn. You are correct. Yay. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Yeah, uh, White Christmas is one of mine, and it was a while before I realized that that was not the movie. And White that Christmas that... wasn't even on this list, which no. I find interesting. Yeah, because everybody holiday would in, get that. Happy holiday, happy holiday, while the calendar keeps ringing. Is that not in White Christmas also? I don't know if it is or not. I know that Holiday Inn is Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby, and a couple of female actresses that I don't remember their names. Not that they weren't great. They just weren't as legendary as Fred Astaire and Bing Crosby. And Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas. This is not even in the book, guys. This is for free. This is because Frank knows this. Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas, and he wrote all the music for the movie Holiday Inn. And it was a Christmas movie because Fred Astaire, no, 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 Bing Crosby's character decided to retire from show business and create an inn that's only open on holidays, and they have a show every holiday throughout the calendar because that means he's going to work 26 days a year however many holidays there are, and that's it. He's just going to have this inn, it's going to be a farm, and it's going to be a big dinner theater, and every holiday people are going to come out there and pack it out, and they're going to have these great shows, which I think is a great idea. Mm -hmm. um, and it might even be the beginning of the chain Holiday Inn. I don't know if it is or not. But in the movie, they do all the holidays. It starts at Christmas, and it ends at Christmas. Well, I think so. Does it? No, 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 that's not true. It doesn't start at Christmas. Um, his first holiday show at the end is Christmas. And he goes, Hey, here's a little something I've been working on for the Christmas show. I'm dreaming of a white. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this is white Christmas. And then the, the song comes back in the storyline because the movie kind of ends at Christmas. But here's where else I'm going. Irving Berlin wrote all the holiday songs in this movie throughout the year. So he wrote in your Easter bonnet with all the flowers upon it. You'll be anyway, that's from holiday Inn. Uh, be careful, it's my heart, it's not your watch. That's from Holiday Inn, from Valentine's Day. Um, there's a great firecracker number with Fred Astaire for July 4th. Uh, there's a great number for Abraham Lincoln's birthday that could not get past the censors today. There's no way. Matter of fact, <laughs> I don't even know how Holiday Inn is still on Amazon Prime with the Abraham Lincoln birthday. Go watch it. And you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Doesn't take long. But it's it's a great, great movie. Um, so that was my trivia, The White Christmas. But then I've got one more. Um, okay, it's question. Oh, by the way, while you're looking it up, my favorite song from White Christmas is Sisters. 
I don't. I've never really watched White Christmas. Oh my god! Why name a movie White Christmas when that's not why it was written? Anyway, Danny Kay, right? Danny Kay, Kay and Bing, Bing Crosby. Crosby. I'll and watch it again. Rosemary Clooney. I'll have to watch it again. It's, yeah, there's some good songs. So, there. here we go. Which entertainer was not at home for? And this is not a multiple choice. It's just a question. Which entertainer was not at home for Christmas? For 25 consecutive years. Now, oh. my first thought was going to be, I'll be home for mm -mm. Christmas. I know who it is. I think I know who it is. Because probably, probably I'm do. old. Because you're old school. Yep. You probably do. And it is? Bob Hope. Bob Hope. Bob Hope was a comedian, folks, that... Wasn't that funny? No. He was a legendary he was a, comedian. He was an entertainer. He was an entertainer, legendary comedian. Uh, he was in one of those Christmas movies, wasn't he? Not that one. I don't know. Maybe he had some. Um, but he was performing for the troops every Christmas every for 25 Christmas. years. Every Christmas. And it was really cool. And it went on. For, yeah, it was really cool. And it would be on TV. And again, I don't think he could pass the censors these days. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's a generation. Like, don't even get me going. That's part of history through the eyes of faith. This learning how we learn to look at things differently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I know we're probably a little over on time, but I'll share this little anecdote that is just about Frank, which I find. <laughs> just We got to get some just about well, Frank. Well, because you talked about a minute ago, 2022, you're planning your goals and you like having a clean slate beginning of the year. You're working on that. I'm not good at that. I made a, I was going to, in 2021, I was going to read the whole Bible. About halfway there. Okay. So I it's made. Better a, than not that. I at did all. a six months. Um, but I had a lot of things happen in my life in July and June and May. And I, I was juggling a lot of things. Yeah. Which is why I was getting in the way of the abundant life. I wasn't focusing on what I needed to focus on. Anyway, I've had this thing in my head. That over the years, I've told other people about the calendar, January, from December to January, and somehow in my brain, when I was a little kid, I don't know how old I must have been when I first learned the calendar. You're not listening to me. I am. When I first learned the calendar, January, and memorized the months and how it goes, I visualize the words of these months in my head. Okay, just like someone may visualize the days of the weeks, somehow you're sequentially, I sequentially, I don't know if people do this, I sequentially visualize the months in a, in a pattern in my brain. When I think of from March to September or August to December or January to June, I visualize how that looks. But somehow when I learned it, from December to January is a huge open space because you go back to the beginning. It's almost like if you were reading the numbers 1 through 12 from top to bottom, and you get to 12, what's next? 1. But 1's way at the top. So my brain <laughs> doesn't do you a good job. You can't make the swing? I can't. I'm, I'm old, and I'm now like... when See, I See, that is so interesting that you say that, because it's the swing that frees me. Oh, it's I don't know like, what that means. It's the it's the fact that that's you're the name starting... of this episode. It's the swing that frees me. <laughs> no, that doesn't work good with grace and works and all that stuff. <laughs> but, but but I think that it's the fact that it is starting all over. But like see what happens. I've learned the way through, and even I've been in sales for 22 years, and we get to the end of the quarter and the end of the year. But what happens? You're all of a sudden in Q1 the next day. But Frank needs some time in between the end of Q4 and Q1 because my brain is not ready to start over. It's like I need a vacation. I need another week from the 31st to the 1st. I need something in there. See, I take the week between Christmas and New Year's. Well, of course, everybody does. No, but that's that's my research. But my brain, well, I need to I change the beginning get, of the year. I don't also get hung up about January 1st. Because now that my children are adults and they don't live close and we're traveling. And so it's like I don't really start the new year until I get back home and it's time to start the new I year. I get that. But what I'm saying is my brain sees 1 through 12, 12 at the bottom of the page, and getting back up to 1. I don't see it 
like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and a line, and then you go 12, one, two, three. I don't see it that way. I know, and that's and I what wish frees me. I, I wish I could. It's so funny. It's weird. I get made fun of because of it, but it's just mentally I can't. Because the fact is that we're, you know, a month from from 2022. Yeah. Yes. I've got some goals for 2022. i got some pretty good ones. It's going to take some action. Yeah. Oh, producer Wes, you got anything to share? Oh, wait, he doesn't have a mic. Oh, wow, that's very <laughs> interesting, Wes. What? Yeah. Seriously? You're going to we'll be, be doing all that next week? We'll be working wow. on We'll be working on that in Nobody can hear you. How about that? We'll be getting producer Wes. They're going to not mic. know. Yeah, we do. We need to get him a mic because he is going to do some travels here soon. Yes. Um, all right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast, brought to you by One Thing Only. For more information and related content, head over to onethingonly.org and click on History Through the Eyes of Faith podcast. There you will find related content as well as a way to ask questions and make comments. We want to hear from you. You can find us on all your streaming podcast platforms. Please rate and review. Thanks again.